Hey, hello everyone. Welcome to The Render Podcast. I am your host this week, Kaylee Goodall, and I am here with Brooke. Brooke. Hey guys! What's up? (laughs) We are so excited to be talking to you this week. We are going to be talking about probably my favorite, favorite topic and pastime, which is all about secondhand shopping and thrifting and purchasing pieces that have been pre-loved. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. I want to kick us off with a quick little quote that I found. I don't know who to quote on this, so I'm so sorry to anyone out there who's like, that was my quote. (laughs) Um, Okay, the quote is, I shop secondhand because I love it when someone else pays full price first. So true. I know, isn't that great? I was like, wait. You just know you're getting a deal when you shop secondhand, so. Absolutely. Like, if you don't know what secondhand shopping is, secondhand shopping is essentially buying something that has been pre-owned. So, um, buying a piece of furniture or a piece of clothing or whatever from someone who is selling it online, someone, um, or a place that's like a thrift shop. I, can you think of anything else that would classify as secondhand? I mean, that's generally... Yeah, I think that covers it. Yeah, like something that you'd buy at Target is not secondhand. I'm right. sorry to break <laughs> some some hearts on, on the podcast this week, but that is not secondhand. Um, before we get into like talking about our favorite places to buy secondhand, um, I want to talk through why it's so good to buy secondhand, especially if you're a rental company or if you're a staging company, or honestly, if you are furnishing your home, it's, I've furnished my entire house almost, my like minus maybe three or four pieces, all secondhand. Um, and the reason why it is so great first, and the obvious reason is financially, you can save so much money and you can yeah. get some amazing pieces that would have cost you double, triple, quadruple the amount mm-hmm. um, at a stinking good deal if you search for it. So that's the first reason. And I think that's the most obvious reason why people get into secondhand shopping Yeah, um, is for the financial piece. But my favorite aspect of it is the sustainability aspect of utilizing pieces that have already been used once and reusing them for the betterment of the environment and for last, like lasting storytelling that can happen with a piece. I love finding out stories that um, a pre-loved piece has had. For example, I bought some dining chairs. Um, I had been searching for dining chairs for year, like two, maybe three years. I'd been looking for the perfect chairs. And if you're in the market for dining chairs, you know they're expensive. Yeah. Like like $300 a chair yeah, or something. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not affordable. No. Not at least for me. <laughs> yeah. I wish $300 was affordable times four or eight or whatever, but that's just not realistic for my budget. And so I had been looking and I'd been scouring the internet and I really want my home to be a collection of um, 
pieces that mean something and are intentional and tell a story. And so I always am looking for unique pieces and um, I do this on my free time. That's why I said it's one of my favorite hobbies. Um, but I had been looking for these specific chairs. They um, have the metal, you've, they're, I think they're from... Seska. They're not Seska chairs. Oh. Are they? Your dining chairs? Yeah. Yeah. With the metal? Mm-hmm. At the, okay, well... Well, I, I don't know if they're... I'm pretty sure Seska is like a specific... Mm, Garen's going to kill me because my husband picks furniture, so he knows all the all the terms. But I think Seska is like an actual designer chair, but they have like Seska-style chairs, too, oh. that are like a similar style. Okay. Too. Well, that's... That's what it guaranteed. need to look at Fact up. check us. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, but I've been looking for these chairs, and I wanted some cane details, and I wanted them to, like, feel like they were straight out of mid-century modern home. Anyways, long story short, I looked forever, started looking on Facebook Market, couldn't find anything that was affordable, couldn't really honestly find anything. Um, and then I happened to hop onto Craigslist, and this old gentleman, Aww. he was in his late 60s, um, was selling this this dining set and he was up between Dallas and Oklahoma I can't even tell you the small little town that my husband and I drove to but we drove all the way there he met us there it was during the middle of COVID and so we were all like distanced and had our masks on and he was the sweetest man like sweetest I, I wish I remembered <laughs> his name um, such a sweet man and he was telling us the story of these dining chairs as we were picking them up they were his parents dining chairs it's, cool. he grew up with these chairs um, his parents were the only owners of them um, they had them all the way up until they passed away and so they lived in their dining room don't cry I know you're gonna make me cry so <laughs> they lived in their dining room and then um, they had this like really vintage um, they had a vintage like crush not a crush velvet it was a velvet kind of beige tone on the seats um and you could just tell that so much like love went into these chairs and I had already wanted the chairs like don't get me wrong I wanted the chairs we drove to like an hour and a half to go get them yeah but the fact that I knew the story behind the chairs and could envision like a life with these chairs and us being the next owner of these chairs I mean that's why I love thrifting. That's why I love secondhand shopping yeah. because you get to be a part of a story of a piece. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't think about that. But how special is that? Yeah. We had a desk once that there was like a little note that had been tucked into it. Oh my gosh. And I can't even remember like what it had said. I don't think it was anything crazy like a love letter or anything like that. But it's just cool to see like the handwriting of someone that owned it once before like in the 50s or whatever. Man, I love that stuff. Yeah. Gosh, that's why it's, yes. But we're also feelers and we love things like this that make us. Yes, I love history and love storytelling. But Mm -hmm. I think also like I've been listening to so many podcasts and people talk about how we are made to be drawn to stories. You know, we're made, like every single human loves a story and we're all a part of a story and so I think even if you're not a feeler on the Enneagram the the fact that you get to be connected to someone else's stories Mm -hmm. I think is really cool and is really unique Um, and if you don't really care about history or stories or any of that you still get a good deal so it's a win-win in my opinion (laughs) agreed so those are in my opinion the two best benefits of buying secondhand. Um, let's talk about how to find secondhand product. Mm. 
Um, there's a couple different ways that you can do this, depending on where you live, how many thrift shops or Goodwills um, or even antique shops are around you. That's the first place that I would look. Uh, I love being in person and I love getting to touch and feel mm-hmm. and see things in person. It helps me um, get a good scope of the shape of the piece, how big the piece. I'm not great at imagining in my head spatially how something's going to work. I have to see it to then say, oh, yes, that's going to fit there. I can't yeah. just like look at measurements and be like, Yes, it's all going to fit. Yeah. That's why I have programs that do it for me. But that's why I like going on in person is to see those different pieces. Um, so if you don't have shops in your local area, my favorite, before I go on to the next one, my yeah. favorite thrift store is Salvation Army. I love Salvation Army over Goodwill. Mm. I feel like the people who donate to Salvation Army and the people who pick what it is like put into the store at Salvation Army just is on point. I've actually never been to Salvation Army. I've Where only do you? been to So I was gonna say I have a million things running through my head, but first of all, I feel like there's a difference between antique shopping oh. and thrift shopping. Oh my gosh, yeah. Talk about They're that. both second hand for the most part. Like I feel like most things in an antique store are gonna be like vintage items, but when you antique shop like going to an antique store those items are more than likely going to be more expensive than something you would find at a thrift shop because the people that own those stores know how much those things are worth. Well, they've done the work for you. Yeah. They've curated the collection yeah. for you. They've gone out. They've they've sourced. They've gone. There's a to lot th- more quality yes. pieces there. Yes, and typically those are more. What's the word? They are re- refurbished yeah. at most. Redone. Ha- yeah. They. Mm-hmm. They've redone them or they're antique. They're, like, truly antiques. They're not just, like, something that looks antique. Right. Um, so the price point is going to be much higher right. at an antique store than just going thrifting, which is literally, like, goodwill. And you get lucky. Yeah. You <laughs> have to, like, really, really search for what you're looking for there. Yeah. What? Okay. What, can so, well, we don't really do a lot of thrifting. Um, We can talk about this more in a second, but my husband finds a lot of things on auctions Mm -hmm. and estate sales. That's like our main way that we find secondhand furniture. So yeah, we don't go to Goodwill a whole lot. We go every once in a while and I like every once in a while find like a great find. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm I get really bummed whenever we go and we it's like just a dud. We don't find anything. Yeah. But when you do find the really good stuff, it's worth it because Gosh, it'll be so like yourself. $30 or whatever yeah. for like a really nice piece of furniture. Yeah. So. so I think that's the biggest difference. You go to um, thrift stores a lot? I would say it's probably my favorite pastime. Okay. No, <laughs> I, it is fun. I think I, so my what my husband and I do is we either go to thrift stores or we go to estate sales, mm-hmm. um, which on the weekends we'll start obviously going to estate sales and like I love going to estate sales because you get to go into homes and I like How do you find your estate sales? So I find estate sales by going to, like, I will literally go to Google Mm -hmm. and just type in estate sales in Coppell or Dallas or whatever. And then they'll pull up a website. I think it's estate sale finder is what I typically will get. Mm -hmm. And then I'll just peruse. What's great about those websites is they'll tell you who's running them. So if you're, like, really into estate sales, you can start going to the ones that are, like, well you really like yeah mm-hmm. like the people that you really like um but they'll show you mostly like pictures of each room and like what is in there 
So I'll go through the pictures and just see if anything catches my eye and if I have a general good idea of like the style of the person who lived in that home or whatever. If it's something that is like way off of my style, I don't even waste my time going because I know I'm just going to leave disappointed. Yeah. Um, and I don't ever want to do that. Right. I, it happens, but for <laughs> me, like I just, I really love going to estate sales because I love to see the architecture of homes. Mm, I love to see how a person lived in their home because I get ideas Or from how they there. like decorate it. Yeah. It's so different from yeah. how we would too. So it's just crazy. Absolutely. But I will say going back to thrift stores, you can go to Goodwill. That may be the only thing that you have there. But if you have a Salvation Army, I'd highly recommend it. They have, typically, Goodwill has more clothing and, like, Mm. accessories for fashion. And they don't have a large selection of furniture or just, like, home decor. Whereas here in Dallas, at least, Salvation Army has a large section of furniture, I got my dining table there. Wow. I got a really cool lamp there. Okay, well, maybe that's why I don't thrift a lot is because we always go to Goodwill. Don't go to Goodwill. <gasps> You're wasting your time. Okay. I'm going to Salvation Army. Go to Salvation Army. <laughs> I There's also, uh, I'm trying to think, if you're in Colorado, there are there's this thrift chain. And when we were in Colorado, my husband and I, in the fall, I mean, this chain, I, I'm going to find it. I'll put it in the show notes. But... It was incredible. So good. I wanted to ship back so <gasps> many pieces. Every We went to two in two different cities, and every place had amazing wow. things. Like, just, it was amazing. I was like, can we have this in Texas, please? You know, in Denton, there's um something, they might have them in Dallas, too, but Thrift Giant. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to one of those? Mm-hmm. I really like Thrift Giant, and I just thought of a hack. So, this doesn't have anything to do with rentals, like if you're using secondhand furniture for rentals, but... If you um, need a new Christmas tree, go to a thrift store and get one. Literally, they might not come with a box, but it's going to be like $30 for like a seven-foot tree. Yep. That was the biggest hack that someone had given me once. I was like, wow. Like, why do I need to buy a brand new Christmas tree? I can string my own lights. So. For sure. For sure. Just so you have kind of an idea, price range rise when you're going to a thrift store. You're probably going to spend... Between, I would say, if you're looking for home decor or furniture. If you're looking for home decor, you're probably going to get out. And, I mean, you could find something for as cheap as a dollar to, if you're buying in bulk, maybe like $50. And then for furniture-wise, you're probably looking at $50 to maybe $300. I bought a dining table that has a leaf in it with um, six chairs, and I paid $100. And it is in crazy condition. All I have to do is reupholster the chair cushion, but the it was natural wood, beautiful, like curvy lines, mm-hmm. amazing. So that if you're buying rental pieces or if you're buying home furniture, I would recommend finding a thrift store that relies heavily on furniture, not so much clothing. Clothing, and it just takes some time to find which places you like. For sure. Um, but that that's what I would say for thrift stores. Now let's talk about, we've talked about estate sales, but do you want to, do you have anything to add about estate sales? Um, so some estate sales they can do online. So I can go ahead and talk about auctions. Yeah, so, please do. Like I was saying, my husband, his life, his life passion is finding furniture. He loves it so much and... <laughs> 
the more we've been married, I have come to just realize that we're going to have just a bunch of stuff in our garage, and that's okay. <laughs> I love him for it because I love that he's passionate about that. So anyways, he's also furnished our entire house with amazing pieces that I would have never been able to find, so I really am grateful. Anyways, um, so he finds a lot of his stuff on auctions, and so a lot of times auctions can be... They're held by a bunch of different companies, but a lot of times, instead of doing an in-person estate sale, people will just auction off their items from their house. And so the website is called HiBid, H-I-B-I-D, and on HiBid you can find a million different auctions, um, like local to your city, and you kind of just have to dig. He's really good about just finding one that's kind of local to us, and then there will be literally like a hundred pages or more that you just scroll through. Oh my gosh. And a lot of it is junk. It's kind of like thrifting. Like a lot of it is just little figurines, which maybe we don't think it's cool, but someone else could think it's cool. But then every once in a while, you'll find that one piece that's just in on like the 50th page. And what's really cool is you can literally start the bid. They'll choose where you start the bid from, but it could be as small as $5 for like a credenza. And you just watch it because the bid, I mean, the auction probably won't end for like a few days after you found it. So very similar to eBay. Yes. Yeah. And so um, you can watch it and it'll send you an email whenever it's getting close, close to the end of the auction. And so for him, he just like sits on his phone and then he sets an alarm and then when um, the it. auction's ending, he'll get on there and he's like, shoot, someone just outbid me. Do you think I could do 60 on this? And I'm like, you do you, boo. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's really fun. And then sometimes I'll get into it with him and I'm like, I really want that. We can bid like $100 for it. So the one thing about auctions that's a little bit hard is sometimes it gets really competitive. So if you find a really good auction and there's tons of good stuff on there, you're likely going to have a lot of people that have also found it and they're going to be, if they want it bad enough, they'll bid as high as, you know, they'll go. So, yeah, I feel like with thrifting, it's kind of you get lucky and the price is what the price is. Mm-hmm. But with auctions, it's a little more competitive, but sometimes you can get such bomb deals. Garen just got a little mid-century, like, side table for six dollars. Oh my gosh. Like he just finds things and it he just got lucky because no one else found it and he was able to bid on it and then he got it. So this sounds like my new favorite sport. Yeah. <laughs> like it's addictive. Truly. I I don't do a lot of auctions, but since meeting Brooke, I I've started to get look more, around. Yeah, I've started to get more interested in it. While you were saying something that reminded me of thrifting in general but just like this whole process of secondhand don't be afraid to ask what you want to pay like don't be afraid to I wouldn't say haggle I don't like that word but can you do any better on this yeah or hey I've done some research would you be open to xyz Mm -hmm. or I know I'm gonna need to do some work on this piece would you take this yes a lot of times depending on the person depending on the store whatever they want to get that piece gone. Like, they don't appreciate the value of the piece as much as you do. Yeah. So, uh, put put a good poker face on and really, like, 
try to negotiate. Negotiate's the yes. word. Yes. That's the word. I was like, there's a <laughs> word haggle. for this. There's a word for this. But. I mean, you can even somewhat negotiate at antique stores. One of yeah. our favorite stores to go to if you live in Dallas is Lula Bee's. Again, it's a little more expensive because it's very curated and the pieces are really great quality and they know what they're worth. But even there, you can just be like, hey, is there any way y'all can do a little bit better on this? And they'll call the The seller seller Mm -hmm. and see if they can do any better. And even if it's like 15% off, like still something. something. Yeah. So, or sometimes they'll do like a bulk. Like if you buy like multiple items from one booth, they'll give you a little bit of a better price. This technically doesn't fall into the category of thrifting, but Dirt Cheap is another great place. I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with Dirt Cheap, but basically what it's it is quite dirty in there. <laughs> so the name does actually encompass. Yes. It's, it's I've only been in once. I haven't been back. The great thing about Dirt you have to really search there and yeah, it's an experience unlike any other. But the cool thing about it is, is it takes pieces from Target. I'm not sure the other brands that they, like, essentially buy from. But my understanding is people will return things to Target or something is manufactured broken from Target or whatever other brands they use. And so they can't sell it in store or it doesn't uphold the quality. If right. Air quotes is what I'm doing right now. No, for the audio. <laughs> But um, essentially, they will mark down goods from Target at a dirt cheap price. I've gotten quite a few things from dirt cheap, like from the Magnolia line. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've found Magnolia pieces that I'm like, oh, and Studio McGee. Like, I have an art piece from Studio McGee. What? From dirt cheap. You just have to really go in and search. There was this one time, I don't know if every dirt cheap does this. I think they've now changed the policy because I got so mad. It probably wasn't me. I like <laughs> to think it was me. I'm not normally like a a person who questions the way management does things at establishments, but this one was just a little ridiculous. Sometimes what they'll do is they'll have like a new shipment in and they'll box off like the area so they'll put literally caution tape up around the area of the new items and then they'll pick a date that they're going to put those new pieces out so let's say it's Saturday um, that you're there and then they're going to put those new pieces out on Tuesday you technically can't buy those pieces in that roped off area Hmm. but there was a lamp that I had been dying for at Target that they had in this section and I it was my first time going to dirt cheap I didn't understand it um And so I, like, literally grabbed the lamp, went up to the cash register, and the lady was like, I'm sorry, you can't sell this. This is, like, going out on Tuesday. And my husband is a nine on the Enneagram. He is a peacemaker. He does not challenge anything. But I have never seen him so angry. He looked at her and was like, excuse me, I'm trying to pay you $40 for this lamp. You're not going to sell it to me? And and I was, like, baffled. So we had to put it back. <gasps> they really wouldn't let they you buy it. They would not let me buy it. Wow, that's crazy. So I don't know if they do that anymore because the last time I went, they didn't have sectioned off areas. Hmm. Maybe they changed it from that experience. <laughs> but Dirt Cheap is another cool place. Wow. I have a quick story about um, an, an auction story. Well, I have two, but they're kind of the same thing. So one other thing about auctions to note is that sometimes they don't list the dimensions of the product. Mm. And so, I mean, it makes sense because you're 
you're just going based off of the photos and you can get it for five dollars so they're not going to spend a bunch of time putting the dimensions of every product so this one time we two different stories one time we found this beautiful brass and glass like credenza not credenza like hutch type of thing okay. and it was so beautiful and Garen really liked it he gets really passionate about random things and I'm like I would have never thought you'd like that but he just was like we have to have this of course we got it for like super great deal we drive up because sometimes auction stuff is at a house which is really cool or it's at like a little storage unit it just depends like what auction you go through um usually it's at a house but this one was at like a little storage unit we drive up and it was literally as big as my laptop. <gasps> a small jewelry holder. And it was pretty, don't get me wrong. But Not we were, were literally, we thought it was like a floor standing. Because of the photo, it looked like it was like a floor standing How much did piece. you get it for? I don't remember. It was like $10 or something. Okay. So okay. it felt like a deal. We were like, oh my gosh, this is such a steal. <laughs> And it still was a steal, probably, but I was just like, this is oh, hysterical. my gosh. But then on the flip side, one time we um, got this coffee table. You've probably seen it on our Instagram before. It's the sure acrylic yes. acrylic base, huge glass top. We saw it on the auction, like, this is so cool. We got it. And <laughs> we go to this house, and it's this, like, mansion house. Like, huge. And we're like, this is so cool. And... Garen goes in to get it and brings it back out with this guy. I'm kidding, not kidding you. The glass top was like seven feet long. Oh my. By like four feet wide. And it, the way we drove home, he has a little small Jeep compass and we had the whole glass somehow shoved into the back. Both of our seats were pushed all the way forward. <laughs> he could barely drive. But it's just so funny because pictures are deceiving sometimes. And so, yeah. We have a story of getting something that's smaller than we thought and way way too big. And that was a very hard piece to sell, by the way, because it was so big. God. Well, this is the moral of the story for secondhand shopping. You don't get in this for the glitz and the glamour. No. It (laughs) is an experience. No matter where you go to buy pieces, it's an experience. And it's always a journey. And I think that's why I love doing it as a hobby. Yeah. Because it's truly, like, so fun. Sometimes it's really fun. It's just so fun. And then sometimes it's a dud. Yeah. And you get a really tiny little hutch that's like jewelry. (laughs) Do you still have it? Did you sell it? No, I did sell it. (laughs) It was pretty. I just wouldn't have used it for anything. So. That's hysterical. Well, in the breadth of auctions, another online platform that you can buy secondhand pieces that has become wildly popular is Facebook Market. And if you have not perused Facebook Market, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? It is the only, and I repeat this, it is the only reason I have Facebook. (laughs) Truly, it is a gym. It is. I agree. 100%. And you can find, God, my whole, not my whole house. Like 50%? I would say, furniture-wise, 65% of my furnishings have come just from Facebook Market. Yeah. And I buy, like, West Elm products. I have CB2 products that are a fraction of the cost that you would have bought. Like, my biggest joy (laughs) is finding a piece on Facebook Market, getting a good deal for it, and then looking up what it actually costs. Right. (laughs) And then just, like, I bought a rug. Well, this wasn't from Facebook Market. 
I bought a rug from an outlet, from Crate and Barrel Outlet. It feels like it was from Facebook Market because it's very similar. Anyways, I bought it. I got it for $100. I haggled, I'm, excuse me, negotiated. <laughs> it sounds way more professional. I negotiated the price because it had a bunch of stains on it. You can negotiate at CB2? Uh, at the outlet, you can. All right. So just, you never know. <laughs> so $100. It was listed as an 8x10. So it was like, perfect. It's going to go great in our bedroom. When we moved, I tried to put it in our bedroom. Found out it was a 9x12. A 9 by 12 rug for $100, and it is still, like, you can still buy it at... It's, like, not CBC. discontinued. It's not discontinued. Dang. I looked online. It is over $1,000. Dang. I got it for $100, people. Wow. So, that, in and of itself. Wow. <laughs> but, Facebook Market. So, a lot of people ask me, because I have become, like, in my friend group, in my circle, like, the Facebook market person like the secondhand person Mm -hmm. for them and so often they'll be like yeah I'm actually looking for this piece of furniture and I'm like okay cool I got you I got you (laughs) so I'll just like send them links of like hey is this what you're looking for hey what about this yeah and so I've gotten to a place where I have curated my Facebook market feed (laughs) and if you don't believe that that is possible let me just tell you, it's on social media. So anything's possible on social media. And everything <laughs> is algorithm-based on social media. So you can curate your Facebook market feed. The ways that you do this is all you'll do is you'll just start searching for keywords in your Facebook market. So if you really love a brand like West Elm or CB2 or you really like mid-century modern furniture all you have to do is just start typing that in in your search bar and just start like scrolling through what they pull up. So, for instance, I have been looking for a West Elm sofa for a couple of weeks, now a couple months. So now the top five things that pull up on my Facebook market feed are West Elm, leather sofa, uh, mid-century modern. Yeah. And literally everything I pull up is something that I would purchase. Yeah. On that note, that's something that Garen always talks about too, is sometimes you'll find the best deals by searching really like broad things like table. Let's say you're looking for like a really nice mid-century dining table. Look up table and search through all of the things that come up underneath that and you might find your dream dining table for a really cheap price because the person that listed it doesn't realize that it's a vintage mid-century dining table. Right. They just so. don't understand the century. Again, they don't understand the value of the piece. Yeah. And so there are times where if you get really specific, you're not going to find, you're going to find someone who's curated their Facebook market mm-hmm. similar to an antique shop and they're going to be selling something way more, probably what it should be sold at, yeah. honestly, but not your secondhand deal. If you do go through and um, do what Garen said of just having like the specific like sofa or sectional, you're going to get a better deal because you're actually like, they don't actually know the brand or whatever. So that's Facebook market. Um, Spend some time on there. It can become addicting. So maybe listen to our last week's episode and put some parameters on social media. Garen, if you're listening to this, Listen to our last episode because he's addicted to Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> I feel it. It's a very real. It's, a, it's my my uh, guilty pleasure. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> I'd say. For sure. Um, Craigslist is very similar to Facebook Market. It is like the um, grandpa. Yes. Not as user friendly. No, it's not. But 
the people who post on there, mm-hmm. again, often don't understand the value of the piece. And so you can get some, right. you can get some truly like vintage pieces because grandpas are typically the one using Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> In my case, that's where I got my dining chairs because he didn't have Facebook. And right. And he wasn't using Facebook Market. He used Craigslist. Mm-hmm. So you can, I like to, if I'm looking for something specific, I like to bounce between Facebook Market and um, I like to bounce between Craigslist. I will say from a rentals perspective, our collection of pieces, um, a lot, if not, well, I won't say all, a lot of our unique pieces are from Facebook Market. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get a lot of really cool vintage pieces at a lower price point, and then you're like automatically making profit because what you purchased it for is likely what you're going to rent it for, mm-hmm. um, and that is straight profit. So that is a great hack on getting inventory that, one, you are really attracted to and maybe your ideal client is really attracted to, but will save you a lot of cost. Can you give them an example of something that we have that they could go look on the inventory and, and know that it's Facebook Marketplace bought? Yes. So I would say if you want to go look, a few of our rugs, rugs are a great yeah. item to get on Facebook Marketplace. Um, so our Aria rug, our um, Blakely rug, our Serini or Santorini can't remember which one I titled it. I haven't seen it in a while. Those are great places that, uh, those are ones that we've gotten. This will surprise you. I don't know if you know this. What? Our Hayes chairs are from Facebook Market. Wow. Our Hayes chairs were bought on Facebook Market. They are West Elm. They were like used twice at an office. We bought them in the middle of COVID. They're in perfect condition. They're literally in perfect condition. And they still they still sell them at West Elm. So if we ever needed to add more, we could go and just buy new. Um, but our Hayes chairs are probably my favorite Facebook find. That's really cool. Yeah. I like to find things and send it to Cam and be like, um, excuse me. Yeah. This is on Facebook Market. Yeah. Can we buy it? <laughs> the hard thing is, and, and you've probably, if you've listened to the podcast or if you've taken any of our education, um, you know that. Um, we like to test out our inventory on our website um, before we pull the trigger on a major piece, like a brand new piece. We like to put it on our website, see if people like it, start getting traction on it. The hard thing with buying things secondhand on Facebook Market is you don't get that opportunity because typically you have to move really fast, um, especially for Facebook Market. Mm-hmm. Um, people will like put something up. And if it's really cool and really popular, it'll be gone within hours, yep. days, maybe a week. But you can't, you don't have the luxury of like sitting and thinking about the decision. You have to just kind of pull the trigger. Yep. Um, but Facebook Market has been a secret gem for Render. It's been the secret gem for my personal collection <laughs> of home goods. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty magical. That's really cool. I didn't know about the haze chairs. Heck yeah. Wow. Best fine. I pride myself on that kind of stuff sometimes. Um, can you think of any more places? Yes. There's an app. Cherish? Cherish is... Cherish is very expensive. It's so expensive, but you're going to find the coolest. Oh, my gosh. Art. If, if I was a millionaire, oh, if I was a millionaire, I would buy everything off of Cherish. We've sold some stuff on Cherish, and you will get it for top dollar. Yeah. We sold a um, travertine dining table on there 
we sold it to someone in California, and she paid to have a shipper come all the way to Dallas and take it back to her house. So if you're in the business of reselling furniture, definitely try and list your products on, like, higher-end sites because you're going to have really good customers there. I've used OfferUp before, and I did find a cool piece on there. But, yeah, I would say that's probably my least favorite of all of the apps. You also have to, like, check your notifications a lot to look at messages and so... But that's the only other, I'm trying to think. There's another one called Everything But The House, but it's very similar to an auction. So it's a marketplace mm-hmm. for the uncommon is what it says. Wow, mm-hmm. that feels very sophisticated. Um, but it's very much like an auction. Like, look at this. Wow, look at that mid-century modern chair. Yeah, that's really cool. So those are some of the, like, top places. I will say I love going to markets, like flea markets. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas has a huge antique market called Round Top. It's in Round Top. Um, but they do, I mean, you can go pretty much any weekend and they have vendors that are either like stationed there all year round. Um, but they do have two good seasons in the spring and in the fall where you can go and they have people from all over the country bring in their pieces. Um, there is a guy I went over... I went in like October with a couple of my friends and there was a seller. It was all mid-century modern pieces. It was incredible. Oh my gosh. It was such a dream. Um, all of his pieces were amazing and I just wish that I had enough money <laughs> to afford or a client who was like looking for pieces like that. Yeah. Um, but going to places like that can be great for if you're looking for pieces, but also if, if you're not too far from the place, it can be a great source of inspiration mm-hmm. for um, building a collection of rentals or just like kind of refining your eye for what kind of a, what kind of style you like. So what kind of period. So if you're mid-century modern or if you're more of the traditional or if you are kind of in between, if you're more contemporary, you can go up to the seller and be like, hey, what period do you buy from? Mm-hmm. And then that can help kind of classify what your style is so then when you come back home you can search for sources for that period I think that has helped me refine my style mm-hmm. is understanding what period I'm gravita- I gravitate towards so for me it's the 50s it's the 60s um, I do like some pieces from the 80s I think they're kind of fun mm-hmm. um, but it's really helped me to find where I should start looking and then I can go onto auction sites and find those pieces or I can go onto Facebook market and type in that period um, or whatever. So um, I would say, again, just a quick rapid fire of what we covered. We talked about um, thrifting, um, go to Salvation Army, not Goodwill. Sorry, Goodwill. Um, We talked about auction sites. So Hybid is what Brooke recommended. An app is everything but the house. Um, You can also just Google search. We talked about dirt cheap, good old dirt cheap. (laughs) Um, We talked about going to, yeah, Facebook Market, Craigslist, estate sales, and also going to markets. Um, Anything else you can think of? If you have another place, please, please let me know because I am always trying to search for new ways to find secondhand goods. Um, Oh, I do have one. Oh, yeah. This one is just fun, and it's also luck of the draw, but just driving around neighborhoods to see if anyone put yes. something out by the road. That's oh, like, my gosh, I love doing that. <laughs> it's so weird, but I love it. I know. So right now in our neighborhood, they were doing bulk trash pickup. Oh. And so you're actually – I actually think it's illegal to drive around and just pick, um, like, out of Show people's trash. I know. 
My, but Garen did read that you can get a ticket for doing that. So probably don't do this whenever you're, it's bulk trash pickup time. But we were just driving around one day during bulk pickup and we had some neighbors out by their house, out in front of their house. And they had some really big, um, just like work tables They're made out of plywood and stuff. But we have been needing some because he refinishes furniture in our garage and he's been literally like refinishing it on two chairs like just propping things up and so we went by and we're like hey are y'all just like throwing these away and they're like yeah they're literally like super tall work benches can we have them so they said yeah so they brought they even brought them over for us in their truck (gasps) I was like that's so nice but aside from bulk trash pickup when you're just driving around if there's like pieces out by the road I would go knock on their door and make sure they're getting rid of it. No! (laughs) Just to be safe. You're the nice, friendly person. (laughs) I was picking up a piece. I bought clothing item from a girl on Instagram. Secondhand shopping for your clothes is also great, too. That's Mm -hmm. that's another whole other conversation. Yeah. But I was driving through a neighborhood. It was a very nice neighborhood. Like, millions of dollars of homes like I don't even know if that's correct grammar but that's okay (laughs) you get the picture and it was dark and (laughs) there was somebody had left out like a closet organizer like for your shoes like a wire I could probably get it at Target I could get it at Walmart for five bucks oh okay but it was free yeah it was sitting on there I literally saw it I kept driving and I was like you know what wait no. I'm going to get it. I threw it in reverse. Literally, like, <laughs> reversed my car, threw it in park, was in the middle of the street, hopped out, did a double take, was like, is anyone watching? I'm sure there's cameras. <laughs> They're all looking at me. Whatever. And I put it in my car and I left. There you go. Now I have a closet organizer. Well, at least it's going to someone and not just going in the trash. Right, right. Which, mm-hmm. I, yeah. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. yes. Just donate your stuff yes. to Goodwill or Salvation Army. Yes. That's what I do every, like, once a quarter-ish. Um, we'll just go through and, like, purge our house. And if you don't feel like selling it, because that's just a hassle, just go just donate, donate it. it. A guide to decluttering your home is on oh, our yeah. Instagram. It's on, it's on our blog. It's on your blog. Okay, we will we link it in link our it. show notes. <laughs> yes. So if you are looking to start decluttering um, your spring cleaning, it's getting yes. time for that. Um, check out the blog that Brooke wrote. It's so good. Um, and very helpful. And then donate your stuff. Don't throw it away. Mm-hmm. There are some things that like do need to be thrown away, but I always tend to like lean more on the I'm just gonna donate them, and then they will kind of know like yeah. this will be thrown away. Okay, one more like thing that we could talk about with rental businesses is something I've noticed. If you guys don't know, I just started working here last December, mm-hmm. so haven't been here that long. But one thing I've noticed working here is that um, Cam and Kaylee and everyone, they go through the inventory and if they're not wanting to sell it off um, whenever they're like done with the product, they'll try and redo it or reuse it so that they can um, get a new life out of it. And so, for example, we have some tables that they just painted black and they kind of were given a new life. So I think that kind of falls into the same category of if you own a rental business or your own furniture and you are like, not really feeling this piece anymore, it hasn't been selling good, like, you could also make a new life out of it by stripping it, painting it, putting new legs on it, like, whatever it may be. Paint is such a good, Mm -hmm. good use of, like, it's cheap, 
and it can totally transform a piece. I did that. I have a piece that I found on literally the side of the road. <laughs> um, and it was like middle of nowhere, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But I've, I had it in its original tone. We stripped it, and then we had it in white, and now it's in green. Um, and it's had many iterations and now it just has a new life, has a new story, move things around in your home. Yeah. Um, and things will become new again. And right. then you're reusing a piece that you've, you loved at one point and now you can love it again in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I want to know what your favorite secondhand item is that you ever, yeah, that you've ever. Well, of course the first one that comes to mind is our Moroccan rug. Mm. Yeah. That we got for such a steal. And it is beautiful. And I do love that. I have this one pleated lampshade that I did get from Goodwill. That That's actually the only piece that I can think of that I've gotten from Goodwill that I was super excited about. But I'd been looking for just like a pleated simple lampshade to go on this little teak um, lamp that we had. And I found it at Goodwill and it was like $3 or something. Oh my gosh. And so that's one of my favorite finds. Garen is... He loves Eames furniture. That's like his thing is that's his favorite designer. And um, so he has like a whole shelf in his office of Eames chairs with the shells. And they have the like little tag that says like Eames or whatever it says on it. So I would say for me, it's the little small things that I've found. But for him, it's probably the like really cool designer furniture. Yeah, that makes sense. What about you? Well, I already talked about our dining chairs. I I think I love those because of the work that went into them, of like searching mm-hmm. for so long, and yeah. the story, like the sweet man. Um, we actually ended up reupholstering them. Um, we took away the velvet and put leather on them, and so it has a whole new fresh life to them. I would say right now, my current favorite find that I recently found was I had been looking for a credenza, and I really wanted something that was going to be a statement piece that we could have for a really long time. Um, and I actually found it on Facebook Market, and it is a West Elm credenza. Nice. Um, I got it for $200, and I still can't believe I got it for $200. Um, so I think probably when we move into a home, it might get a new out. I might strip it and stain it, like more of a mid-century modern feel. Yeah. But it is such a good structural piece that, mm-hmm. I mean, it'll last us for a very long time so I think right now that's the proudest piece that I've found other than the Hayes chairs for work those are my favorite (laughs) find for sure um but I think in general this can be such a fun pastime for you it can get into a little bit of a time suck depending on your personality type um clearly we (laughs) do all the things we've said but I would encourage you guys to try to find pieces that for your inventory or for your home. Um, I would start, what I typically do is I'll start and I'll find like a specific design that I want that is maybe higher priced. Um, and then I will go on to Facebook market and try to find if I, if I can find it locally. Um, I've done that with a few pieces that I really wanted something specific and I was able to find it way cheaper. Um, so your bank account will thank you. Maybe they'll be thanking us. You're welcome <laughs> in advance. Um, and overall, your style. It, it's its just a fun pastime. Yeah. And really good for business. So we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. It's been really fun talking about it. Yes. Um, and we can't wait to see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.